From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Owen Wolf is my technical producer, and Ryan White is the YouTube channel editor-producer. A very busy show for you tonight. Uh, in the second hour, John Zada is a journalist, photographer, travel writer, and for his first ever book, he chose to travel to British Columbia's Great Bear Rainforest and write about Bigfoot. And he'll be here to tell us about his travels. He has some amazing stories. Coming up a little later this hour, Cayman Mythwood runs a pretty cool event not far from Toronto, in Gray County, actually. It's called Occulticon, and it's held on a 60-acre campground called Mythwood. And I'll be speaking there. It runs September 13th, 14th, and the 15th. And Cayman will be here to tell us about the lineup of presenters and share some amazing stories about his haunted house. First, tonight, we introduce a brand new feature. The second Sunday of every month, The Discoverer of reverse speech, David John Oates will join us to share some amazing reversals. David stumbled upon reverse speech more than 35 years ago, and he believes it is the speech of the unconscious mind. It can be used therapeutically, but it can also be used as a virtual lie detector. He joins us from his home in Australia. David John Oates, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on the new podcast, Reverse Speech Radio. Thank you. Yes, it's doing very well. We're getting some amazing feedback about it. People are really loving the shows and can't wait for the next one to be downloaded. So it's already beginning to be a huge success, and I think it's just going to grow more and more as time goes on. So for those not familiar, just explain some of the basic principles Behind reverse speech, which which you discovered, right? Yes, yes, indeed, I did. It all started for me back in 1983, back in the days of satanic messages in rock and roll, and uh, I started by uh, looking into that out of curiosity's sake, and uh, I could hear the phrases that they were saying were there, and I was just really curious as to what on earth was this, and uh, um, uh, I accidentally stumbled across an inhuman speech. Um, in 84 and that really uh, put my research into a whole new direction because um, until I started my work no one had ever looked at speech it was all music you know satanic messages in rock and roll and uh, I started researching speech and I was finding these backward messages once every 20-30 seconds of speech quite intelligent phrases and uh, I was stunned uh, and in 87, I wrote my theory of reverse speech, and I basically claimed that language is bi-level, forwards as well as backwards. As the human brain is constructing the sounds of speech, it's putting them together in such a way that we're saying two things at once. One forwards, which is our conscious thoughts and our conscious feelings and thinking, and the other one is in reverse, which is the unconscious mind and its thoughts and its feelings. So I'm basically proposing a whole new linguistic theory. Uh, I claim that this is a natural function of language. Uh, All of us are doing it all the time. 
when people were hearing satanic messages in rock and roll, um, well, for a start, there's a whole lot of messages that, that aren't satanic. It's just satanic ones that got the publicity. What they were seeing was the very first signs of this dual communication process, and they were seeing it in music. And, of course, uh, people being what they are, they all rush inclusion. Oh, this has to be the Satan. You know, who or who else is doing it? And then, then I came up with my theory, which I went public with in 87 and uh, got a lot of media coverage in Australia and that uh, got me some coverage in America. And then I came and lived in America for 10 years, teaching and travelling and lecturing. And now I'm back home in Australia, still doing the same thing, teaching and travelling and lecturing. So explain how reverse speech can be used as essentially a lie detector. Oh, sure. Well, there's multiple facets to reverse speech. Um, On the surface level, it's a lie detector. Yes, if you are lying forwards, you will get the truth in reverse. Uh, If you are leaving out pertinent facts from your conversation, they too may appear in reverse. It's like the uh, unconscious mind's own truth-telling mechanism. I mean, we all know about body language and how body language can sometimes communicate how we're really feeling. Reverse speech takes body language one step further. Uh, It's got tremendous applications. I mean, the obvious one is law enforcement. Uh, Reversals will tell us whether the person's committed the crime or not. Um, In uh, the few cases I've worked on with the police, in one case in Australia, it revealed the location of a hidden murder weapon and that was in the cellar of a house. I got a bit of publicity in Australia for that and uh, in one of the cases I worked on in the Dallas police, it revealed the location of a body which turned out to be accurate too. So um, um, I do uh, a lot of work uh, with uh, companies and employee selection. Um, it's a good way of weeding out your employees who's lying, who's telling the truth, and what are their real motives and hidden agenda. So that's on the surface level. It's a truth detector. On deeper levels, which is where I use it primarily in the therapeutic context, it will tell us what's driving us, what is causing our behaviour. Uh, if we've got undesirable patterns, reverse suits will tap into what is causing those underlying undesirable patterns and um, so I, I I use it uh, a fair bit in therapy that's that's really my main business is using it in the therapeutic context so getting back to the the lie detecting aspect of it uh, yes. this this works because the unconscious mind can't tell a lie is that right exactly correct yeah we we actually all designed to tell the truth um, it's a natural function, and if we don't tell the truth, the unconscious mind will uh, uh, correct what we've said forwards and communicate the actual truth of the situation. I'm trying to find a, uh, a let me let me pull up a, a basic lie here that uh, I'll play you an example. Okay, so uh, so here we have. Um, Oh, this is a funny one. This is O.J. Simpson when he was uh, uh, released. This is his parole hearing a few a couple of years ago when he was released from jail. So listen to this forwards. Oops, sorry. Hang on. I didn't have my mixer checked. Now we'll do it. Are you humbled by this incarceration? Oh, yes, for sure. 
as I said, I wish it would have never happened. Uh, I uh, was going to start. I didn't know how we were going to do this uh, by apologizing to the people of Nevada because. Uh, okay, so is he asked, "Are you humbled?" He says, "Oh, sure," but backwards he says, "Say lie." See if you can hear this. Say lie. Say lie. Okay. Say lie. Yes. Say lie. So we can <laughs> assume from that that he's not telling a truthful statement. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Here's uh, something I've I've asked I've asked you before, because uh, yeah. I think it's fascinating. It's it's not just the the combination of letters and phonetic sounds, right? Because if you were to ask that question, and someone was being genuine, and they would say, "Yes, I am humbled by this." Even though they're they're using the same letters, the same pho- it's the same phonetics, the same sounds, you might not get that same reversal. Yes or no? no? No, you won't get the same reversal. No, reverse speech is really caused by the subtleties of speech. Now, two people can say exactly the same sentence, and but we see we've got different voice tones. We all put our emphasis on different words and different letters, and uh, um, uh, and you can get two completely different reversals. Now, in trial tests, we've been able to reproduce reversals by reproducing the speech in exactly the same way it was said. But that's very rare. Uh, in natural conversation, two people rarely say exactly the same thing, exactly the same way. And uh, so that leads to two different reversals. Right, right. Um, now, the CIA, they've yes. acknowledged on, on their website that they, they use this technology for interrogation, correct? Yes, yes, I have. I actually, uh, I actually uh, gave a uh, four-day workshop to the CIA in Washington D.C. back in 1991. Actually, not only the CIA, the FBI, Secret Service, Naval Intelligence, there was a couple of others there, and uh, uh, they ran off with it and have started their own research into it. So uh, I, I was a little bit put out. I thought they might include me, <laughs> but they didn't seem like they wanted to do that, but uh, there's uh, many reports coming out now about the CIA using reverse speech in uh, in various intelligent activities, I mean what they, how they do it, I don't know but if you Google reverse speech CIA, you'll see the listing on in the CIA webs, website so my work has been picked up by some powerful government authorities and, uh, and uh, research has proceeded without me we should mention uh, David John Oates here, the discoverer of reverse speech, and he, along with uh, Christian Decadur, are the hosts of Reverse Speech Radio. You can hear these amazing reversals. You can hear politicians and catch them in a lie, uh, climb inside the minds of, of serial killers, uh, other newsmakers, hear their forward speech and then hear the reversals, uh, it's quite stunning. Uh, and it's, again, Reverse Speech Radio. New episodes drop every Thursday, and people can go to reversespeech.ca, uh, and from there they can find the podcast, or they could go to reversespeechradio.libson.com, and Libson is L-I-B. S-Y-N. They're one of the major uh, podcast uh, providers. So again, it's 
reversespeechradio.libson.com. But maybe easiest just to go to reversespeech.ca and just look for the Reverse Speech Radio button. And again, new episodes every Thursday. You also... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, we cover a variety of topics. We look at current political topics. We look at serial killers. We look at therapy. It's uh, each, each show is different, and it's all very exciting on some new fascinating topic about reverse speech. You're also you're developing an app uh, so that people yeah. can capture their own reversals, right? Well, we actually have an app out now for both the iPhone and Android. Android. It's a reverse speech. It's called iReverse Speech. You can find it very easily. It uh, runs uh, recordings forwards and backwards and varies the speed. But a uh, program we've got coming out next week we're very excited about. It's a reverse speech, new next generation. It's video reversals. When you run videos backwards, the uh, backward lip movements mouth out the reversals. It's very, very stunning to see. Plus, you get direct body language links, like an arm movement will go up, precise time reversal occurs, or a head will twitch. And it adds a whole new dimension to reverse speech. And you can see that the psyche is communicating through a variety of different methods. It's an orchestrator, an orchestra of, uh, of body movements and lip movements and and, and, and backward messages, and it's uh, so. This new software is coming out next week, and it's going to put a whole new, whole new spin on reverse speech. But the apps are out now, both for iPhone and Android. Go and download them and play with them yourself, and have some fun. It, it, yes, it could be kind of an interesting party game, but the the idea of being able to interpret, uh, because sometimes you'll get kind of an enigmatic phrase in the reversal. And it's it, it it needs to be sort of deciphered. You, and you've sort of compiled uh, what do we call these? Like metaphors or yeah, metaphors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's uh, it was uh, when I first started my research, uh, I was uh, quite perplexed by these metaphors and cryptic references. I mean, a lot of reverse speech will be in metaphor or cryptic type statements and. Uh, they require a lot of a lot of understanding. It took me many, many, many years to work them out. Um, I've compiled a reverse speech metaphor dictionary, uh, which, you can, which you can get on the reverse speech website that lists the common meanings of all the metaphors. Uh, I believe reverse speech to be a universal language. The meanings of the metaphors are the same from person to person. Uh, I've come to that conclusion after doing it for, well, 35 years now. So, uh, uh, and a lot of our personality and behavioral patterns are described in a metaphorical context. So, uh, uh, so in being a reverse speech analyst and learning how to do this, not only do you have to be able to, uh, like had reversals actually, but you also need to be able to interpret what you find. And are you utilizing Jungian symbology at all with these metaphors? Oh yeah, very much so. Absolutely. There's a direct connection between the works of Jung and reverse speech. And uh, I was actually, uh, when I was trying to work out what the metaphors were all about back in 87, 88, I was actually referred to the works of Carl Jung 
and I started to read his books, and I was like, oh, wow, these are the same things I'm finding in Read First Speech. Yes, so there's a direct connection. Yes. I'm just imagining, you know, had Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud, had they been aware yeah. of reverse speech, I, I bet you would have blown their minds. Oh, that's been said to me a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carl Jung used to uh, analyze his clients' dreams, and it would take him many many years to be able to get a diagnosis through dream analysis. I mean, with reverse speech, I can get it in one recording. A 30 or 60 minute recording will give me what I call a metaphorical map or construct of the unconscious mind, which is just really exciting stuff. So, so uh, I'm trying to find one of these uh, reversals here. Let me play you a metaphor. So, uh, so uh, this is on me talking to a client. You strike me as a very enthusiastic guy. I mean, certainly the time we've been together and you've got all full of ideas. Um, is this latest, is this just a latest idea? Is it just all froth and barble or do you really want to get out? And backwards I say, see the wolf fallen in the lake. See the wolf fallen in the lake. Of course, you'll hear how clear that. Oh my is. gosh, you can't get any more cryptic than that. <laughs> you certainly can't. You're absolutely right. I was finding reversals like this back in my early days, and I'm scratching my. See, see, see. I've got no, uh, I've got no background in psychology or linguistics. Um, you know, I just did high school, and uh, and. To be suddenly confronted with all these metaphors was just overwhelming for me. But as I've since worked out um, over many years, wolf is drive and motivation, lake is emotions. This client I was talking to had just suffered from a, a nervous breakdown and he could no longer get his uh, up and go going to go back to work so when you see see the wolf fall in the lake the translation is i'm no longer motivated because i'm drowning in my own emotions but it took me many years to have interpret reversals in 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 that fashion right right um can you play uh, can you play a reversal that's a congruency and then explain what that means absolutely Okay, this is a classic congruent reversal, and by congruent I mean it's saying the same thing backwards as it is forwards. So this is Donald Trump, and he's talking about Hillary Clinton's emails back in the election campaign back in 2016, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, when he gave up that email thing, he t he said, "Here, Hillary." And you know what? That was orchestrated by the Democratic Party. Okay, so we've got two clear phrases: Hillary and email. And we run it in reverse, and we hear it say backwards: Hillary. Let's see this email. Hillary, this is email. Hear that one, Cleary? Yes. So, yes. So there we've got Hillary and email forwards and Hillary and email backwards. And he's basically communicated the same thing. We need to see Hillary Clinton's emails. And these emails are a controversy. So that's a congruent reversal. Okay. Right. And what's, to me, this is, and I've heard enough of these over the years in speaking with you, I've heard enough of these reversals. What is, what convinces me anyway that these are legitimate is, that the reversal, it's not just, you know, oh, he's saying the word cat or he's saying the word duck. 
it's uh, it's in context to what the discussion is about. The uh, context is everything. That's the that's the thing that convinced me in the long run that this was real. I mean, I had my own doubts over it. <laughs> of course, I did. But the thing that finally convinced me was the contextual relationship. You didn't find isolated phrases like you're not going to hear him saying, "You know, I had hamburger at McDonald's." If he's talking false about his work, you know, or the pink pumpkin road on the blue car, <laughs> you get reversals that are in context and relevant to what's been spoken forwards and we call that the principle of complementarity the forward and the reverse relate to each other and the odds of these occurring I mean just see Hillary let's see this email I mean the odds of that occurring coincidentally is uncalculable I mean you know <laughs> and and so that's what convinced me was its contextual relationship we're, we're heading into a break uh, here in about a minute but um People can train themselves to to cheat on a uh, like a, a lie detector, galvanic skin response, etc. Is it possible? Let's say, for example, a, a sociopath or a psychopath, can they train the way they talk in order to uh, avoid the reversal uh, outing them? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I've looked at psychopaths and serial killers and. Uh, no, the reversals are always there, betraying who they really are. Uh, look, I've, uh, however, let me make one caveat in there. I've actually done some work with hypnosis and I've been able to uh, turn the reversals off so they're not there, but I haven't been able to get them to communicate a lie or to, uh, or to mislead. You can hypnotize someone so that they no longer, they, they, they no longer speak with reversals. Absolutely, yes. That's remarkable. I did a well, not not for very long, <laughs> for a few minutes. I did one on me once, and uh, and we found one reversal. The reversal said, "Do not listen to my reversal." <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. We'll take a we'll take a, a quick time out. David John Oates, the discoverer of reverse speech and the co-host of Reverse Speech Radio, back with more of the Conspiracy Show right after this. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. We are here with David John Oates, the discoverer of reverse speech and the co-host of Reverse Speech Radio, uh, which can be heard, well, new episodes drop every Thursday. You can go to reversespeech.ca. Uh, to uh, to listen and subscribe, or you can go directly to reversespeechradio.libson.com. Uh, do you have another reversal for us? Yeah, well, I played a congruent one on Trump, so let's play an incongruent one on Trump. So uh, here he is. Here he is talking about the border, the border wall, okay, and how he's going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. What's the difference? I want to get the wall started. I don't want to wait a year and a half until I make my deal with Mexico. So, and we probably will have a deal sooner than that. And by the way, Mexico has been so nice. So he's talking about he's going to make his deal with Mexico, but right. backwards he says they will not deal with us. So that's incongruent. Right. And they haven't either. Mexico is certainly not going to be playing 
paying for the wall, and the wall itself is even in jeopardy now, right, too. Right, right. Well, not so far they're not going to pay for it. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right. So do you, in all the years uh, yes. that you've been doing this, what stunned you the most? What what shocked you the most? Oh, what a question. What shocked me the most? I think probably some reversals on the serial killers. I mean, they can be pretty, pretty nasty reversals. Um, um, like, for example, here, let me, let me play one on music. This one shocked me. This is, this is ACDC, um, uh, Night Prowler that, uh, that inspired Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. This is one of these satanic messages. So, so let's just, this one sent my hairs on it. So let's just run it forwards. He says, oh, listen to me. Oh, oops, sorry about that. Hang on. One, are you still there? Yes. Hello? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry, my cat just walked over <laughs> my mixer. <laughs> okay. And backwards, oh, listen to me. I'm from hell. That uh, put some uh, chills down my spine. Mm. So, how much uh, do you? Uh, how much of that, with with particularly with with rock musicians and backward masking and so forth? How much of that do you think they they play around with? Because you know it it's just part of a, a marketing thing. Oh, look, yeah. There's a technique called backward backward masking where they deliberately superimpose records. A lot of bands have done that for marketing purposes, you know, and it, it, it's been a bit of a dig at the fundamentalist questions we talked about uh, satanic messages so uh, so there's uh, uh, it's not done so much nowadays but back in the uh, back in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s there was bands fiddling with backward messages so one of the things that most amazed me about reverse speech was when you told me that we actually when we learn to speak as as children small children we actually learn to speak backwards first and i thought oh i thought my, to myself oh david come on and then you played me a reversal from your daughter do you have that one at the at the ready i certainly do my favorite program my my favorite topic is is uh, is reverse speech in children and this is this is my daughter at 30 months of age She's in a bathtub, and she's trying to pick up a cup. She can't pick it up, and she reaches out to me for help. So here's the forwards. And backwards, she says, David, help me. Help you got to admit that's nice and clear. So let me, let me <laughs> yes, run, yeah, run play that again. Using my name, using my name. <laughs> What's remarkable of that is there is no real forward speech. It's just baby babble. It's it's babble. Yeah, exactly right. Here, let me play, let me play you another stunning one. This is a uh, this is a four month old child. Uh, just a normal baby sound, and uh, um, huh? Well, 
wood to blow. I can't do. Uh, this is the normal. Ba- oh, here we go. Okay, so here's the forwards. <coughs> you run it backwards. You hear the gibberish, followed by hello. <coughs> So that's actually another point. That's point three of my theory: is that language development begins backwards before it does forwards. Children are first speaking in reverse, and uh, that's when you think about it, it's quite logical because the unconscious mind is evolving first as they are taking in their surroundings, and so language develops backwards before it does forwards. Does it work in other languages too? All the languages we've looked at so far, yes, Spanish, German, French, um, um, uh, and uh, they're the ones we've looked at extensively. Uh, it's occurring in, in all of those languages. And interestingly enough, the metaphors are the same from language to language. So I think there's a common universal language that the unconscious mind has across cultures and, um, and, um, uh, yeah, yeah, cross cultures. Do you think there'll ever come a time when this is admissible evidence in court? Oh dear, uh, not in my lifetime. Uh, well, look, the lie detector is isn't admissible. Um, uh, I actually personally don't think reverse speech should be admissible in court. I think it should be used as an investigative tool. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what the future holds, but I, I, I certainly don't see it in my lifetime. I do see it being used as an investigative tool to find information that the police need for a conviction. Yes, yes or to indicate, you know, deception, uh, etc. And then, you know, that person, if they know he's being, if they're, if the person being interrogated is being deceptive, then obviously they know they may have their suspect and they can continue to, to probe further. Yeah, let me let, let me play this one. I love this reversal. This is this, this talks about the spiritual aspects of reverse speech. This is the spirit speaking to the conscious mind. This is uh, someone who's got money problems and he's uh, looking for some advice. Does it further for us to put more energy and money and <clears throat> effort? And he says backwards, "You're frightened. Lean on me." You're frightened. Lean on me. Wow. You're that right. is- now is that for a clear reverse? Oh, that right? is so clear. That is so yeah. clear. Now that's his spirit talking to him, saying, look, I know you're frightened, I know you're upset, lean on me, trust in me. And then we get down to the deeper aspects of reverse speech, which is the spirit and the soul. And uh, reverse speech talks about that. Um, talks about the soul and that spirit. We see this constant conversation going backwards where the spirit is giving advice and guidance. And we all know it exists. We all listen try to tap into that small, still voice within. Well, I believe reverse speech is that small, still voice within. It's the voice of the spirit constantly communicating, giving us advice and guidance, correcting our lies, um, and giving us reasons for behavior that we running, 
it's an incredible discovery. You know, I've been doing it for 35 years now, and I'm just as excited about it now as I was on the day I first started. It's, it, it's just an amazing thing. Well, and now uh, people can sort of uh, join along in this incredible journey of discovery. Every Thursday, a new episode of Reverse Speech Radio. They can go to Reverse Speech .ca, reversespeech.ca, and uh, just uh, scroll down and you'll see a button. Uh, it's an old radio. Click on that and you can listen and subscribe. Again, new episodes every Thursday. David John Oates, the discoverer of reverse speech, along with uh, Christian D. Cadur, hosts. David, uh, great talking to you again, and we'll talk Thank again sir. next month. Thank you so much. The organizer of Occulticon 2019 is next when The Conspiracy Show continues. Keeping a watchful eye on the new world order. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're back. Occulticon 2019 coming up September 13th, 14th, and 15th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. A terrific convention coming called Occulticon, Occulticon 2019 up in Holstein, Ontario, about 90 minutes northwest of Toronto. I'll be speaking there on Saturday the 14th, but I'll be staying part of the weekend. You can camp, tremendous lineup of speakers, and here to tell us more is the uh, the founder and organizer of Occulticon 2019, Cayman Mythwood. Cayman, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm doing great, Richard. Thanks. Great to be back. Tell us a little bit about Mythwood Event Grounds. Mythwood is a, it's like a spiritual campground and, uh, it's the perfect venue because we have a, a stage and big tents and, and, uh, lots of camping spaces, lots of places for trailers and so on. It's, uh, really spread out in a nice way where we have uh, areas where we can do ceremonies and rituals and other areas that are, uh, just quiet little private camping areas and a lake and a pond where you can go swimming. Um, it's probably the most private campground in all of Ontario. It's spectacular. I was there uh, last year. Can't wait to come back this year. And again, I'll be speaking on Saturday, September the 14th. But just to go through the lineup, who else will be appearing at Occulticon 2019? Of course, we have yourself as our keynote speaker and it's absolutely wonderful to have you back this year. You're going to be talking about conspiracy theories, I believe? Correct. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And I'd say in no particular order, first we have uh, Alison Boswell, our spiritual medium, with Tamara Zeppa. They're going to be running the Friday night seance. Uh, that's always a huge hit. We should mention uh, Allison, excuse me, Cayman. Allison yeah. will be on the show a little bit later this month, and we're going to do a little seance of our own. Oh, my. You are in for a treat, my friend. Uh, we have uh, cultist and paranormal investigator and TV personality all the way from Saskatchewan, Matt Lay, also our own, a very own occult expert and left-hand path occultist, Helene M. Arts, will be speaking. And very excited to have Christian D. Cadeau as well joining us this year. It's his first time at Occulticon. Paranormal Contractors. We're so excited to have him this year. I don't know if everybody knows, but Christian has his PhD in forensic sciences, and he goes in after the fact that uh, a crime scene has happened, and he, he checks the place out for you. And he's, so, and he's seen some very strange things. 
Yes, I bet we have a lot of good stories to share. We also have the founders of the Wiccan Church of Canada, Tamara and Richard James, and they'll be presenting as well as performing the main ritual. It'll be like a high magic ceremonial ritual. We also have our uh, druid and hypnotherapist, Phil Naylor. Phil is really good at what he does. Um, just to sum it up, in three sessions I did with him, he managed to help me quit smoking for the past four months. I haven't Fant- touched one since. Fantastic. We should mention the Paranormal Show with uh, Scott McClelland. Yes. Um, abs- in fact, that's that's coming up on my list here. Um, Scott McClelland, he will be coming in for Saturday night to do – actually, I think he's there for the whole weekend to hang out with us. But uh, Saturday night, he'll be doing his amazing show called The Paranormal Show. This is apparently really amazing. He's really great at what he does. And uh, it's through his uh, his company, Carnival Diablo. Right. Scott, and is the is, he's the proprietor of one of the last traveling circus side shows in North America, and one of the oldest, too. And uh, I was just lucky to have come across... Him and, and source them out, and then to find out that you two were friends is uh, is just made it perfect. So uh, we also have uh, the king of the macabre himself, the renowned historical relics collector Steve Santini. He will be displaying his paranormal waters project. Um, he'll be featuring uh, actual pieces from the Titanic on site, and you might even be able to handle them. It's a jam-packed and, uh, lineup, Cayman. You've got some tremendous, tremendous presenters. How do people get t- tickets, and how do they register? And if, th- if they want to stay all weekend, they can camp as well, right? The best way to get a hold of us or find us, one is on Facebook, capital occult, O-C-C-U-L-T, lowercase icon, I-C-O-N, occulticon. Also on Instagram at occulticon convention. Uh, our website is occulticon.com, and you can contact us at occulticon at gmail. The other thing they could do is they could just go to strangeplanet.ca and go to the events and live events and appearances page, and uh, you'll see occulticon there, and just click on that link, and that'll take you right there. That's right. Um, you can get day passes for any one of the days. You can stay for the whole weekend from. Friday, doors open at 5 till Sunday, doors close at 3. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. I want to talk to you about some of the strange paranormal goings-on over at your house. You happen to live in a haunted stone building that uh, uh, has a lot of strange stuff going on. We'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. Cayman Mythwood from Occulticon is here, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. <laughs> From Yeti to Nessie, pyramids to pandemics, all is revealed on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. We're back with Cayman Mythwood from Occulticon 2019, coming up September 13, 14, and 15. Just go to strangeplanet.ca and go to the live events and appearances page and click on the link to Occulticon. You can register right there. Uh, I'll be speaking there on uh, Saturday the 14th, but I'll be staying part of the weekend. A great lineup. Hope to see you there. Uh, but, Cayman, you have um, um, a lot of strange stuff going on at your house. I wanted to talk to you about this building you live in. How old is it? 
Uh, great question. Yes, you're absolutely right. I live in the probably the strangest house I've ever lived in in my life. It is absolutely riddled with uh, happenings all the time. It was built in 1860, and it's a solid stone house, uh, traditional uh, Ontario farmhouse. And uh, we have probably five or six different uh, ghosts or entities that have made appearances at this property. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so tell me about one of the uh, the ghostly denizens of your place. Um, okay. Uh, let me let me set up a little bit first about uh, the house to help you understand how it all happened. Uh, 1860 was a pretty stellar year historically, and I think it may have had some effect on the house. Uh, that year, Abraham Lincoln was nominated president. The, the repeating rifle was invented. The Pony Express was delivering the mail. And the Civil War had just begun. So the whole, uh, uh, the whole world was just changing at that time. It was uh, quite an ama- uh, amazing time. We have a ton of ghosts, and I'll try to get through them as quickly as possible and uh, spare you a few of the details. First, we have the lady in the kitchen. Um, she's al- uh, always the most seen uh, ghost in the house. She's very detailed. Um, she's wearing uh, period clothes of the time between 1860 and 1880, um, which I don't think clothes change much in that time. Um, and But she's very detailed, but you can't quite see her face. Um, she's seen, been seen by just about everyone that has the sight that's come into the house. Uh, during the day of my wedding, she actually pulled on my father's hair. Wow. And it turned him white. He, he got, it scared the wits out of him because he, he's a skeptic. He's never had anything happen like that before until a little later he saw another ghost and he's like, okay, what the heck is this stuff? Who do you think so she I is? Told, a previous owner? Yeah, I think she lived here. Probably the very, one of the very first owners. Um, but uh, I'd love to get into more of that, but there's so much more to tell you about, Richard. Uh, we've got the running man who's a looks like a cross-country skier who uh, runs at high speed, and uh, this ghost runs from our coach house over to the stone house, and a medium came in and, uh, and, and said that there was a ghost uh, – there was a few that they mentioned, but this ghost particular, he said that he thinks that ghost had actually had a farm accident and there was an arm amputation and that they were running back to the house to get help and they just got lost and uh, and couldn't find their way. And later on, um, that same medium had said that uh, the original person who built the house, their name was Jacobs. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. Who knows? And Sure enough, a couple months later with the side of the house and there's a stone in the side of the wall with the initials RCJ carved into it. So uh-huh. that made my uh, hair on my neck go up a little bit. I was like, oh, that's a hit. Confirmation, yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, then there's the ghost in the coach house. Oh, this one's creepy. I'll try to get through it as quick as I can. In the lower bedroom, a lady saw her husband walk down the side of her bed to the bottom of the bed and grabbed her hard by the feet and the ankles and pulled her two to three feet down towards the end of the bed. She screamed and said to him, what the hell are you doing? You know, as one would. And her husband responded, what the hell are you talking about? 
And that's when she realized that her husband was beside her in bed the whole time. Wow. So yeah. what, what, so but this, are, this specter that was pulling her leg looked like her husband? No, uh, it was just a dark shadowy figure. Oh, a dark shadowy figure. And, ah. You know, the lights were out. She just saw, because the washrooms are around the other side of the bed. Okay. She just assumed he was coming back and uh, not the case. <laughs> Does that happen quite frequently to guests? Um, well, yes, but uh, there's a different incidence, but nothing else has happened in that house. Um, there's two houses on the property. Um, so uh, there was also, um, oh, I should tell you about the ghost dog. Uh, standing in the kitchen with my wife enjoying a cup of tea, and suddenly a tennis ball rolled across the floor, like heading towards us. Out of uh, it was like right out of the changeling. You ever seen that? Oh movie? yes, with George C. Scott. The one with the ball. Yes, oh, yes. Coming down the, the stairs. One. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite all-time Canadian horror movies, um, and that spooked us right out. And my wife said, "Oh, I'm sure it must have been a ghost puppy." So we've been calling it the ghost dog ever since. So wow. uh, we had a good laugh about that. Um, there's also the girl in the northeast room. Um, so just a little info about me. I snore like a chainsaw. <laughs> so every once in a while, I would end up in the northeast corner spare room. And almost every night, just as I was falling asleep, I would feel the hands of, of a small person running through my hair. Oh, my gosh. Um, like saying, there, there, go to sleep, you know, relax, that right. sort of thing. As if they were trying to soothe me to sleep. Now, are these, is, is it, are they icy fingers or are they warm to the touch? How do they feel? No, there was, actually, there's no, seems to be no temperature at all. It's just almost like an electrostatic that, uh, ah. that almost like you can feel fingers and, and the, all the hair on my head would like just push aside. And I tried to recreate the feeling and the only way I could do it was by running my fingers through my hair. Interesting. I went, oh, man, and that's when I realized that it was uh, one of the ghosts that the medium had told us about, this young girl who had uh, apparently died in that room at the age of nine and uh, was from the measles or something way back, and no one had ever told her about death is what he said, and he said she's trapped there, and she thinks that she's just doing what she's supposed to be doing. Amazing. So, uh, Have you ever thought yeah. about having the house exercised or, or helping, not exercise, but maybe helping some of these spirits find their way to the light? Yes, we have. And, uh, that's, that's coming up, uh, very shortly. Another story about that. Um, uh, I'll tell you right now, it's the room we call the haunted guest room, or I call it the Geist room, like <laughs> poltergeist or right. German for both. Um, so it's the center room in the stone house, and it definitely is the most paranormal activity. Um, uh, that room and another room have been exercised, uh, but it wasn't until after a few things happened, like this story I'll tell you now. Um, the one lady, she says she feels the presence of an old man uh, that would constantly walk across the room and open the closet door, and this happened to her several times. Um, but in the same room, um, uh, another guy was asleep in there, uh, woke, and he woke up yelling out loud, leave me alone, and he opened his eyes, and there coming halfway out of the wall uh, was a ghost of an old man wearing a white tank top-style shirt 
was bald on the top of his head, and the ghost was lingering there to five to ten seconds before it vanished back into the wall. But the scariest thing that's ever happened so far was the night my friends ran away and never came back to the house ever again. What happened? Well, so basically, my two friends, husband and wife, sleeping in the, in the Geist room, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly about five in the morning, the lady wakes up to a terrifying sound of her husband speaking in tongues mm. with a different voice. It wasn't his voice. That's what really freaked her out. She was terrified, and she grabbed him by the shirt and tried to wake him up and calling out his name. And the guy wakes up but is surprised to find that he can't, uh, that he can hear himself talking in a deep, guttural voice. He later told me that the feeling uh, in his voice box, with his voice box moving without his own doing, is what creeped him out the most. I, I'll bet. So he was basically possessed by a spirit. Exactly. Could you oh, imagine? I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Again, Occulticon, 2019, coming September 13th, 14th, and 15th. Just go to strangeplanet.ca and go to the live events and appearances page, and uh, the link is right there. You can register, buy tickets. Hope to see you up there. I'll be speaking on the 14th. A great lineup of guests. Cayman Mythwood, thank you so much for this. Thanks, Richard. Have a great night. You too. All the best. In Search of the Sasquatch, coming up. Don't go away. <laughs> 